Welcome to The Confessional. I'm Mike Moran. Tell us your deepest, your creepiest, your funniest. Confess to us. No one's listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Conventional Podcast. My name is Mike Moran, and I am joined, as always, by trusty, rusty, busty, and lusty producer Jimmy Seleski. Jimmy, how's it going, man? Uh, Jimmy, I wish I could have had a drum set so I could like kick into a sick solo there, dude. Yeah, I'm going for like a '90s like Bill and Ted vibe now. Most excellent. Right. Well, that movie came out in the '80s, but uh. oh. Wait, uh, Bogus Journey might be 90. I think I think Bogus Journey was 90. All right. God gave rock and roll to you too at the end by Kiss. Amazing. Yeah. I, which I loved at the time. And the My intro is pretty bogus. So that matches. Right, right. So Sorry about um, that. The movie was originally supposed to be called Bill and Ted Go to Hell, by the way. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Now that is. Hell is bogus. Uh, I do hear hell is bogus. Yes. Uh, it says it in the Bible. <laughs> bogus the unto... <laughs> Um, now, Jimmy, the reason I assume that you are playing drumsticks in for some reason is is uh, that we're doing the, the uh, an episode kind of on the DIY life, yes, the creative mm-hmm. life, the yes. starving artist life, mm-hmm. of which you fancy yourself. Am I correct about yes, that? Yes, DIY. Uh, yep. I well, this studio is DIY, kind of. I did it with the help of uh, some people. So well, not quite... let's let's face it, nothing's purely DIY in yeah. this world. Yeah. Unless you're going out into nature mm-hmm. and creating everything. Yes. Yes. From from you know the smallest molecules. I I actually do think that the DIY way, and uh, we live in the golden age of being able to do that with the help of the internet. Right. Um. I think that the old style method, because we are talking about in regards to being an artist, the old style method was having to meet some type of uh, requirements or type uh-huh. of criteria that a record company would sign you and things like right. that. And uh, now record companies are kind of sitting back in the cut, yeah. waiting to see if you can acquire an right, audience right. on social yeah. media and things yeah. because they don't want to invest a million dollars into mm-hmm. into producing a record co- for some dude when some other kid can hop on TikTok and go and beat beat him out for free. You sure. know what I mean? So sure. they want to make sure that you can do it yourself. Right. So Which it basically is, means that I'm completely screwed because it's never going to work. No, for actually, Mike, it means that... You're born at the right time. Oh, okay, cool. All right, Jimmy. You our guest today, uh, uh, one of whom is a is a close friend of mine. I've, well, not close, but a, you know, a good friend of mine. I, I I would say we're close. And okay. the other is right. a very recent Facebook friend, as of ten yeah. seconds yes. ago. So yes, you guys go way back. Um, yeah, I've actually never even seen her face. <laughs> but uh, today we have musicians Brad Gunson and Joanna Smith. Welcome. <laughs> Brad and Joanna. The crowd goes wild. <laughs> those thousands and thousands of people. <laughs> uh, now, Brad and Joanna, you are in town to do some music recording, right? Tell us, tell us about that, and tell us uh, which what you're working on and where we can find you and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, if you've ever, if you're a musician, uh, maybe you've taken your band on the road, right? And you've gone and played a bunch of shows at like bars or people's houses or someone's basement. So my thought was for this weekend, instead of going during this weird time of death and sadness and uh, illness, right? And instead of trying to get people to all come together, I just go to my friend's house and we just hang out with my with our friends. Right. Hopefully, I don't kill my friends, but at the same time, we just get together and we play some music. Sure. So it's a tour instead of playing empty bars. We're oh, so this is an actual tour you're on right now. Well. We're playing. We're gonna do two sessions today, and then we were gonna do two tomorrow. But we're just gonna do a recording session tomorrow at the studio. Okay. Uh, one had to get canceled because someone, someone's a teacher, and they, sure. And yeah. Uh, so they were just worried. They were just being safe. Right. You know? Right. Um. And plus, we're doing this. You know, we're just hanging out with sure, you, sure. talking. We're all we are masked up out yeah. there, everybody. Um, so we're, we're doing a bunch of sessions at people right. like recording sessions. Okay, basically. cool. So you're doing a tour of recording sessions. Yeah, my friends' houses, just wow. hanging out with your friends, right. recording. Right. Awesome. I mean, you I, you All could argue. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. instead of the bad parts. <laughs> right. Right. Well, what are the bad parts? Uh, empty bars, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Empty yeah. rooms. Sure. Take uh, out of the equation. 
So, Joanna, you uh, you met Brad down in uh, Fredericksburg, Virginia, yes. right? I'm yes. always getting Fredericksburg and Frederick mixed up. Right. How do I? What's was there a trick there that you can use? <laughs> like, if in Frederick, make sure you. <laughs> one's in Maryland, one's in Virginia. Oh well, yeah, I realize that. Yeah. But how do you differentiate the two? You know, do you have a rhyme for me that I can use something? A mnemonic device. Go to Fredericksburg first. <laughs> <Berg>. <laughs> Well, I guess I could just remember the fact that I'm from Harrisonburg, Virginia. There so there's a lot Harrison, more burgs, Harrison. I think, in Virginia. Williamsburg, Harrisonburg. Yeah, what makes something a burg? Burg skipped Maryland because there's Pittsburgh in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And there's Fredericksburg right. and Harrisonburg in Virginia. Maryland's a big ville town. They like yeah. villes. Cockies right, right. Lutherville. Yeah, what's the difference between a Park burg and a ville? Towns. Uh, is I ville think, short for village? Yes, ville is short for village. Is it and really? Burg is short for um Burger Town. Burger King. Yeah. Is it and like so French town, versus German or something? Maybe. Yeah. Ville. That could be it huh. because Pittsburgh is yeah. a very Germany right. town, you know? Right. Hamburg is in Germany. Yeah. Cheeseburg. Uh-huh. Cheeseburg. <laughs> cheeseburg. Cheeseburg, yes. I don't know if a lot of people know that. Much better. It's a slight upcharge to go there, but right. it's, yeah, it's good. It's worth it, though. Yeah, it's worth it. You got to go to Cheeseburg Dixons. when in Germany. Um, I'm sorry to completely just <laughs> talk about the Catholics settling Maryland. <laughs> uh, Joanna, so yes. you live down in Fredericksburg, and yes. you're doing you're doing uh, some music stuff down there. What are you What are you doing? Um, I'm kind of a um, pick deal. up any gigs that I can for, okay. for the most part. I right. do play in a couple different regular outfits, and then at the dinner theater. Um, and where, where and everything can, where else can people be. see at the, the dinner theater? What's it's called the Riverside Center for Performing Arts, okay. and that and is that, in Fredericksburg. And that river is no joke down there, right? The Rappahannock. Yeah, yeah. I remember when I was in rehab there. Uh-huh. There was all these like stories of people dying in it. Yes, it's got a strong under undertow. Right, right. How, how often are <laughs> people dying spots. in the Rappahannock? I don't know. I haven't heard of one in a couple of years, but I feel like that was like again. the summer of death for right, some reason, one. or like two thousand. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I've only been there since 2008, so... Oh, okay. Um, haven't heard of a whole lot, but I'm sure it happens more often than right. people want to admit. <laughs> sure, the, sure, The story of Shark how Joy, Joy and I and I met is, I think, maybe something interesting. Yeah. I just sat down next to her, and then we played, like, for a three-month run of... Yeah. Of sold out shows. Well, there's got to be a little bit of information in between those two things. You sat down. <laughs> next I literally like, did not know Joanna on the bus. Right. No, like, we, we sat down on stage. And I was right. like, Hello, how are you doing? It was just like this. We're yeah. this, this close together, and then we're like, okay. And then we just started pla- like, like basically Joanna's started like playing way and, towards the exit, and then we just played <laughs> like her mace. Yeah, we put, we did a production of Grease. Yes. Wow, and we were that was our first. Yeah. Right. What was uh? Yeah. What was Jimmy's their role? Actually a big fan I played guitar. <laughs> you play guitar. You did wear yes. pink bow, bow ties. Yeah. Did you? Oh, did you? Cool. Did you play in Greece? Yes. Who yeah. You played play? bass. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, you play the bass. bass okay. Guitar. So none of you guys were in the Pink Ladies. No. Like no. 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 Okay. Damn. None of that. I don't know a lot about <laughs> Greek culture, so I'm not. Getting yeah. 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 So Mike, let's, let's do it with some sort of ancient god type. Let's of thing. not tiptoe where we don't belong. Right. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, uh, do you guys have any uh, any social media or anything you want to your websites oh, right. or? I think we each have um personal websites. Like, I I used to have BradGunson.com, but I let it lapse and like it 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 got bought up by like some Chinese casino company. Oh no! <laughs> uh, so it does so still it, exist. It does it's still just... exist. I'd be curious if anyone goes to Brad Gunson. So there's a casino in Taiwan called right Brad Gunson Casino. That's <laughs> yeah. good to know. I think it was Can like use your Facebook they, number picture one and everything. Brad Gunson. But I have I have GunsonRoses.com. <laughs> oh, right. Guns I don't update roses. it that much, but I'm on YouTube. I'm on Facebook. I'm right. on Instagram. So just look for Brad Gunson. Look yeah, for Gunson Roses. Yeah, if you Guns just type my name in. Google, all the stuff will come right, up. Right, hours right. and hours and hours of video and audio. I'm on Bandcamp. I have like 20 records on Bandcamp. Wow. I put out really? four records this year alone. Oh my goodness. What yeah. are you, uh, Buckethead? Yeah. <laughs> Didn't he put out like an album? He could be Buckethead. I could be Buckethead. He, could, he has the hair, actually. And I've never height. seen his face. Right. You still have not seen my face. I know. <laughs> I could be Buckethead. Right, right. And your hair is getting very long, Brad. Congratulations on that. <laughs> that takes commitment. How long, are you, how long are we going here, you think? Four years? I haven't cut it in four years. But how how long do you plan on going? I don't know. I, it's this is, if you can believe it, improvised. Are you are you using your hair on DIY stage too? to like bounce around and bang around and? Because I, I would. Be. I have. I, I normally I don't think about it. It's it's more like right. It's just there. That means yeah. that means we can't do the uh, if we do the short haired Metallica thing again. We can't include yeah. you. Yeah. 
Well, maybe You're I'll figure it out. Maybe it. there's a way I can. <laughs> I don't know. There's always a way. Uh, and Joanna, where can we where can we find you? Uh, kind of the same thing. I do have a website, JoannaSmithBass.com. Okay. Because uh, Joanna Smith is the country singer. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, I already took that name, but um, yeah, Facebook, Instagram. Um, and is that name Greek as well? Greek. Smith. Oh no! I'm not familiar with it. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, just what you would expect. <laughs> Smith. Smith. Are you on the internet? <laughs> uh, I just do it by mail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, you guys. Actually, that, that, something about this experience, I tried to experiment with before. Although I didn't have your, t- I, I just realized that I did have your telephone number when, when I pulled up. Oh, okay. But everyone else I contacted to organize this, like when I when I talked to Joanna, I just talked to her. I said like, "Hey, Joanna, mm-hmm. you want to do this thing?" And when I called up all my friends, I literally called them on the phone, and I kept calling them until they picked up, and it took weeks. But oh, it was sort of this fun thing right, to be like, right. "Hey, what's up, dude? How you doing?" Hey, yeah. hey, when you get like, together? Uh, what? What's happening? Like I organized there, it almost someone... all through phone first. Whoa. And then we, we, we coordinated a couple of emails here and oh there. Oh, my God. Did you have an address book that you're scribbling I was, in? I was and you're dialing? You raise the anxiety levels of everyone in your circle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when somebody like, oh calls me, I get scared. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm in my late 30s. So, like, I lived in the time before sure, the, me too. the internet and, not, like, the phone yeah. conversation. And even as cell phones right. became more complex... I mean, you still ha- like texting didn't even come become right, right. common until like a couple years ago. I yeah, think. no, not a couple years. Well, ago. it was like fifteen. Years a couple ago. years ago, fifteen years ago, when you're in your late thirties, <laughs> yeah, you're alive true. for most of your life right, without right. texting. Yeah, well, but the idea you that are, you right. wouldn't call someone, right? Now you have. Well, why do we calling even have, someone is rude now? Why did right. it become rude to call someone? <laughs> why do we even have phone numbers anymore? Like, can't you just share your information? That is a good question. I, mean? like, I think right. phone numbers will be gone in the next. 10 to 15 years, I think it's just going to be done. 10 to 15? Not that's gone. a long time, Jimmy. Not gone. Yeah, We're going to be. Oh, that's a couple, according to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. And Brad years, sure. Yeah. And Gunson years. Well, you know, pandemic years, uh, one year, it really feels like. Hot, yeah, you know, it's a like long a, time. New, it's a New York year. Yeah, a New, a New York. York year. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I never. Is a New York minute faster or it's slower? It's fast. A New York minute is a yeah. second. Yeah. I, I've yeah. looked up the conversion rates. A New York minute <laughs> is one. Uh, okay. What is a Baltimore? Minute? Yeah, did you right. look up like a Nebraska like a, minute? Right. How, how are they? That's what's, slow, what's baby. What's the currency? Two point three, two point three minutes. A little uh, slower out there. So yeah, why are people moving where there's more time? Is what yeah, I yeah, that's know. true. Yeah. yeah, it all has to do with theory of relativity. Right. So, you got to you got to factor in cost of living. Yeah, you got to factor in the school system, and you got to factor in if there's more time existing yeah. there or not. <laughs> yeah, traffic you know, before you move. Exactly. The rate of the Parkville minute, please. I'm interested. The rate of the burn. All right. Uh, So this has gone way off the rails as far as topic. We are discussing DIY life, but that's okay. That's what we do around here. But let's uh, jump into a confession here. Uh, This is from Amethyst Baron, Toronto, Canada. Amethyst says, oh, my God, my phone is being stupid. Um, Amethyst says, not sure I had much of a choice as far as living the DIY life. Trying to do other types of works were just too soul-crushing for me. I am bereaved by suicide when I lost my brother. I had a choice that I didn't want to represent. I didn't want it representing who I am or what or that I survived, what I survived any longer. Okay, so I guess she's saying that uh, uh, her brother's suicide uh, prompted her to become, to do more for her art. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't want the suicide to represent who she was that or is compelling. What she has survived. Yeah. Does Does anyone have a, a, a similar story of like? I mean, because you know, it, at some point we all kind of made the decision. Right. We're gonna try to be artists and not, you know, get regular jobs. They kind of talked about that a little bit, just because it was uh, for me growing up. Um, there was one path like you had to go to college. Right. Right. And then I didn't even think about not doing that so i music was not my career path of choice uh-huh. <clears throat> it just kind of fell into my lap after graduating college and you know you don't can't go home because that would be failure so uh-huh. um i was trying to get a you know quote-unquote real job but um more and more i was just playing and 
making money playing. And so, so you kind of you kind of did the it opposite. Kinda just, it kind of came to you then. Yeah, right. right. But I'm I get so that jealous. like it was just kind of a necessity <laughs> for me to really? like this is what I can do. So here it is. Like and that was. So you must be pretty damn good then. You know. yeah. <laughs> I, if I if I can wax poetic about Joanna for a moment, I, I'd love to brag about Joanna because because sure. when you meet people that are talented, they are it's obvious. Like I, I remember even talking to her about it, like, um, you can be undeniable, right? Oh, and that's right. that's the that's the goal, is that whatever you do, you're right so good that people can't deny right, that right. what yes. you're doing is the compelling. Spe- the spectacle itself is what I what I think of. Like when it's just the thing itself, you don't have to have any context. Yeah. You know, you don't have to be like, well, this is kind of kind of reminds me of a postmodern blah blah blah. But it's just like you, you just you want to experience the thing. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think that is a great way of putting it. Thank you. But when I when I when I sat down to join, I like just heard her play. I heard her read the music. And she's like, this is easy for me. She's like, oh, I can so, do this. So Joanne is naturally musically talented. Well, I grew up, yeah, so I did have, music has always been a part of my life. Uh-huh. Um, so I started t- taking piano lessons very young. Uh-huh. And then I moved on to bass in uh, like middle school and high school. Uh, so I did a solid 10 years of piano. Right. And then right. from then on, it was all bass. So uh, it was always, yeah. It was always easy, and uh-huh. the music reading I think was what really saved right. me because getting yeah. that job, the regular thing at the theater, was like the nice. Um, that's yeah, going to be do. okay. Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. So you you've met like tons of people that are doing it themselves. For example, sure. like yeah. or that's the topic. Like you're out there. Like later on today, we're going to meet with Nico. You know, oh, Nico okay. Sells. Yeah, yeah. He was another guest on the podcast. He's yeah. he's a he's perfect a... example of a guy that just right. goes out in the world and like does it right and like. Right. I don't know his training or like what his other the rest of his life is like. I just met him in the scene. You know, uh, I just see him just out in the world. You just have to be yeah. in the scene for yeah. long enough, and eventually. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he he's doing he's he's booking his own shows and putting together yeah, his own band, yeah. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But where it's like we exist a little bit in this other market, which is like we we push ourselves and put ourselves out there uh-huh. as independent contractors and, and performers and stuff. Right. But like when you get a skill level that other people see, they can just use you for their thing. So we right. kind of work as sidemen a lot, and mm-hmm. we work as mm-hmm. like we yes. can we can follow directions. Yeah, and that's what music, written music, is. Right. So right. like if you can read that music, someone who wrote it eighty years ago or fifty years ago mm-hmm. or whatever can put it in front of you, and yeah. there's no rehearsal. You just right. read it and play it, and you regurgitate the same thing that was written. Like can be reproduced across the, right. throughout the country at any yeah. point in time in yeah. reality. Mm-hmm. So like, that's the skill that when I saw she can do that, uh-huh. I was like, oh, okay, she can do that. Let's see if she can do this other thing too. Right. That's why I invited her to come with me. Still to be determined. Yeah. We <laughs> What's the other thing? <laughs> well, it's just like improvising and jazz oh, okay. and right. and some of the other stylistic things. But I wrote all this music. I just gave her this big, big yeah. folder. I was like, hey, let's. I'm gonna go up and play some music. You wanna come right. and. So did, did yeah, you some rehearse? Of yeah, we did have one. Okay. Uh, some of it's written note for note, so that that makes it easy to right, right, reproduce. Okay. But then, um, that, yeah, can, he does all, leave a lot of room for improvisation. Can all three of you uh, read music, Jimmy? I can read it, but like you were describing, like sitting down and like just somebody dropping sheet music and just being like, "Oh yeah," <laughs> no, that's right, not happening. Yeah, I got to look yeah. at each measure and be like. All right, that is definitely a quarter note. It's like he can read it. Yeah. The problem is with guitar specifically and bass. I'm assuming uh, so much of the early learning process of that, unless you were classically trained, is with tabs. So like, like uh, it actually, I had to like retroactively learn like, oh, when I learn a song on the internet, it's just they say second fret this string, boom, 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 and then you got to be like, that's an E, that's an F sharp, and it's just tabs. Tabs are like the uh, the bumper lanes that they put up at the (laughs) bowling. Yeah, yeah, it's a more. I think it's actually a more efficient way of describing to somebody how to play something on guitar because it's just hand positioning, but. When you learn with tabs, you don't really actually know what you're doing. Half right. The time. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what I'm There's doing. There's no sense yeah. of time in the tabs either. Yeah. There's no mm-hmm. rhythm. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the Unless thing you about can guitar hear music, it, then yeah, that might be uh, relatable. A lot of people, a lot of people like play guitar, but also w- w- how it looks on the page is way more complicated than how it sounds. Yeah. So a lot of things that you would easily yeah. learn by ear, uh-huh, uh-huh. if you were to try to read it, would look way more complicated. Right. 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 So it's just like, and also. A lot of people who play guitar 
don't go through the process and there's not a good, there's not a very good process actually hmm. for learning to read music on guitar. Oh, I think okay. it's more complicated like there are method books and stuff right. but like it's all the music is written a lot by piano players. Yes. And like for a lot for a lot of drummers for example don't learn to read and mm-hmm. they still function mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. the world. You know, so it's like there's certain instruments that music written music is more I don't know, common. Mm-hmm. It's like, existed for as long as the yeah, right. instruments themselves have also. God, that must have been so weird, like back in the like pre recording times. You just like go, somebody just like writes it down mm-hmm. for you, I guess. And Th- then... that's the only way that you could <laughs> reproduce anything anywhere else because there wasn't like technology. Yeah, that so reco- we were just talking earlier before the podcast started about like how that, you know, this lifestyle that we lead now is like very convenient and easy. We're like broadcasting through the internet, and people are so thousands of people. Yeah, <laughs> shoot us up to millions. Of well, <laughs> but just the technology we're recording this, and like that is mm-hmm. all pretty fresh. Absolutely. You know? this, uh, let me ask you guys this. Maybe you can enlighten me on this. Why? Yeah, you're right in that we're like we're so spoiled with how easy things are these days. But is it just me or is music technology like years behind everything else? Like there's still wires all over the place. You know what I mean? It's like setting up takes a thousand hours to do. Like there's crap everywhere. You got to buy all this expensive stuff. The recording process takes forever. Like it's, it's not, it it just seems to be like, you know, wireless pickups. Well, right. Yeah. Shouldn't everything be like wireless and just, you know, the reason is because, there's a market for selling things. Right. There's more of a market so, so to my selling theory, you cables and stands. So it and is all a conspiracy stuff. by the by the <laughs> seriously like it, it it is like a monopoly that's preventing this technology from moving forward. Am I right about that? I I think that the, I think that there is a need when you're trying to get like because I've seen you know music technology definitely from I I was actually talking about this before with somebody where. If you if you watch a movie from the '60s, especially the '60s, or like anything before anything before 1970, that movie is so obviously like unless it's an amazing plot, mm-hmm. it kind of doesn't hold up because the special effects are so right. cheesy and the right. shots are so everything just looks hokey. Mm-hmm. You know, there's certain movies like Wizard of Oz from the '30s just gonna hold up, uh-huh. but like with music, you can listen to. Uh, album recorded in 1969 like Led Zeppelin or, or something in the 70s and you're not like wanting for anything like you don't listen to Hotel California and be like this is such this a more 70s CGI. yeah it needs more of this so like music technology where's I feel like, Jar Jar <laughs> I kind of feel like it's kind of like <laughs> remained static a little right. like not not that it, obviously music production has gotten much better like we but found it's, what works and then yeah right. it's not as much of a like, oh, dude, you listen to a song from the 1970s and it's like you can't even listen to right, it. It's like, right. no, like you, that stuff rocks, you know? Yeah. So I feel like I feel like music technology, audio, you know, they, they have Bluetooth microphones. They have wireless pickups things. But a lot of those things, unless you get the top of the line, it doesn't quite do it justice. When you're in a studio, uh-huh. I mean, so much of that is about like precision when you're talking yeah. about, you know, you need yeah. kind of need wires. You're not going to go to a studio with you need the raw wireless right. shit, you know? I feel like you should just be able to like turn on your phone and record something and it should be professional yeah. quality you know what yeah. i mean like I, I don't see it's getting there it's <laughs> yeah. i mean like yeah. the things that you can attach to a phone that like yeah. right are right getting better i mean better. people are filming like real movies on phones now mm-hmm. like really yeah. good independent oh, production tangerine no it just hit i think it just hit netflix but it there's a guy named sean baker and he shot the entire wow. film on the iphone that's six incredible or seven. it's on netflix it, it was released like four or five years ago or something like that he has a new film called uh that's his new film. That's at he, he, the Florida Project. A great director, Sean Baker. But that's how he got famous is because he made a wow. big, wide release film on an iPhone. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, I think if I film another special, I'll just use phones. Yeah, there's not a lot of hit songs recorded on an iPhone six, though. You know. Right. Right. Well, no. is, it, is it still? <laughs> it depends on the technology you use. If it's drum machines and stuff, you can easily get it to there. I guess. Yeah. I mean, eventually it all ends there. You know, that's yeah. how people it get it. Depends on the yeah. genre. Yeah. Yeah. You're recording a million dollar studio and somebody listens to it in freaking earbuds. You know, Dude, this, this is the thing that I awesome. like. Uh, uh, our next confession actually kind of gets into this, but like it, it is kind of it's kind of like disheartening how anybody can make music now more and more so. And in a few years, it'll probably be like I said, you'll probably just be able to play your guitar into your phone. And, but um, 
And so it's like there's a billion different things out there. Same thing with like podcasts. It's impossible to like it's it's really hard to like get anywhere with podcasts these days because there's so many out there. But I want to know why algorithm technology is not linking us up. There's got to be a thousand people on the planet that would really love your band and be willing to pay you. You know what I mean? There's got to be a thousand mm. people in this world that would love the confessional podcast enough that they could pay $10 a month or whatever. Why is it so hard to... I feel like algorithms should be connecting Find us with those other. people. The technology is there. That's their. That's the how they make their money, though. I mean, when you right. talk about how these companies like Facebook, they have every possible data point about your existence and forever long that you've been on the internet they know everything it was amazing when, when you do like ad managers on facebook right, yeah, to promote you, an instagram post if you uh -huh. pay yeah will link it's you it's together. like yeah, it's insane the things that you can you can zero in on like recently divorced within the past six months <laughs> i mean you can go so doesn't like detailed. grease too dude literally <laughs> i mean it's it's literally insane how much data they have on people but that's how. That's also how they make their money. So, right. like, if you, they're well, they're willing to pay. It, well, how, how much would I have to pay to find one thousand true fans? You think that would be willing to pay me to to connect with a thousand people? I mean, if you factor that, like, for every thousand people your thing comes across, maybe one person is going to become an, a, uh, an engaged, well, permanent, that's, lifelong that's fan. That's what I'm talking about. Why so can't the algorithm hook me up with that one person? A million people, probably, in terms of right. impressions. It's a, I mean, it is. it, it costs money because you, you got to factor in that you're competing in the same vein as Google and right. Amazon and all these other companies that are also trying to get themselves out there. You know, Not Google. Google is Google. You know? mm. They are the internet. I but think like, the I think algorithm we're, is we're, 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 we're merging a whole bunch of topics together one of them being technology, mm -hmm. but one of them being marketing. Right. It's like what you're talking, manipulating yeah. the algorithm yeah. for, mar for, for an end of making money. Yeah. So the algorithm has to work to profit someone. So it's like, if you want to use that analogy to, or, or that idea and you take it before the internet, uh -huh. you could do what, and I think this is still true today, you can do whatever you want on stage. As long as there's people there to see you do it, right? You can fart on a snare drum. You can talk into a microphone. And is this and the type drugs. of stuff we're going to see at the dinner theater? Because yeah, I this <laughs> like it doesn't matter what you do. It right. only matters if there's people there. Yeah, no, paying. that's that's what I tell right. like like new like uh, comedy promoters or whatever that that are just getting huge audiences. I'm like, all right, you should be telling me. You should be giving me advice because you've already. That's like almost all. If you can get butts and seats, it's easy from there. Yeah, you know? if they can slap advertising on the front of your video mm. or the at the beginning of your mp3 or whatever if you can make someone else money right then you will be successful right this is like one of the universal truths of capitalism uh-huh is like it's about yeah. the money right the right. algorithms is on, they're only going to feed the viewers to you if you benefit their business right. model right so yeah. that's the secret to getting the fans so you, all you got to do is like break figure out how to make someone else money uh -huh. whether it's advertisers or whether it's, I don't know, people, What's Google is manipulating it? all the information yeah. in order to like get people to click on their oh, advertisements. Affiliate at the top. links, that's what it is. Yeah, oh, that's, okay. so if you're set, that's why products, people always product integrate placement. product placement mm -hmm. and also like how to videos and like product reviews. Right. Those yeah, are yeah, inter no, I integrated was, into the content now. I know. I was thinking about that the other night when I was listening to audible.com. Which uh, is actually available now for a free trial. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> Smooth transition. Yes, to um, all right. <laughs> so let's uh, read another one here. Sorry, my phone is being stupid. This is from a former former guest, Adele Vanessa, who is from Kent, England. Oh. We got two two internationals so far. Yeah, Can you that. See, you're you're reaching you're reaching audiences, man. They sure, want, they want to get their confessions. Told. You know, we actually we got a little thing going in Australia weirdly recently. Oh, like, nice. Uh, yeah, I don't know how That's that happened. I, if but... I could just get big in Europe, then I'd be happy. Right, right. See, I'm with you. <laughs> I'm out of here. All right, so Adele says uh, this is a long one. It's very well written, though. Uh, I started as an artist very young, mainly due to my grandfather. It's weird to say I didn't become an artist. It's just something that's always been with me, like Joanna, if that makes sense. I swear being an artist now is a lot more difficult as everyone thinks they're an artist these days, like me. We have the internet, social media, etc. But sadly, those programs purposely hide artists because they see it as free advertising. 
There's always some type of money involved, which many of us don't want to do. Originally, places like Facebook and Instagram were an artist's haven, but now it's a battle of algorithms and trying very hard for people to find you and even follow you for more. It can be very damaging. Uh, shoot. Sorry. Stupid I was agreeing with a lot of that confessional, actually. Yeah. Uh, explain to us real quick what you agree with. You were revealing too much truth and that they were shut down by the algorithm. Yeah, algorithms yeah I don't there. know what's going on with this stupid thing. But um, uh, originally places like Facebook and Instagram were an artist haven, but now it's a battle of algorithms and trying very hard for people to find you and even follow you for more. It can be very damaging to mental health and it can often question yourself as an artist. Is my work good enough? Do people like it? Will people buy it so I can make a living from it? Uh, as these days, having one job doesn't cover the essentials. It's the cause of I can understand. I'm sorry. It's the case of I can understand why some people have quit to pursue their goals, dreams, and why some will go as far as lying about their craft for popularity and money. I, however, would never do that. I just wish we had at the time of Picasso, Dali, etc., doing art for love, peace, and oneself. I started creating like that until people asked if they could buy it. I wish I had ignored those requests and said no. Being an artist as a whole can be challenging, especially if one tries to be unique. It can be stressful, which it shouldn't be. I was bullied a lot at school because I was good at art, so much so that I stopped for 10 years. Wow. People will try and make you feel guilty because they think they are not good enough, or I wish I could draw, is what some used to say. Compliments are tricky because of the past, as a compliment would equal... To a punch in the face. God damn, what kind of school is the devil throwing <laughs> up here? <laughs> then realized that the compliment was another way to mentally scare someone. I made my comeback whilst doing a degree and finally finding a niche. I've been creating that niche for nearly five years now. Who knows? Well, I'll keep it going because the sound for a uh, sound for a break seems quite close with current times. Importantly, the success of an artist is hard work. Don't lie about the craft as people will find out eventually. I see artists do this. And it's embarrassing, especially when they have fooled so many. But also luck. Luck is very real thing with the internet age, uh, with millions of art posts a day. It has it is it to be seen is luck. And that's the end of her. That was quite a confession. Yeah, really yeah. What do you guys think of that? She and by the way, what she makes are these really cool. Um, I don't even know how to describe. I guess they're paintings or like graphic art. Of uh, kind of collages of of old movies, uh, particularly oh. Bella Lugosi is like her her, nice. her focus, and uh, they're really really cool. They're just like really beautiful, imaginative, you know, kind of kind of like a homage to old cinema type of thing. That her confessional and what you're describing there actually uh, reminds me of this cultural moment where it's difficult for people to think about new things. And there's a tendency to um, take old material right. and and uh, make something new with mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. Like, a, I mean, that's happening a lot within the marketplace of like revitalizing, like making remakes of everything, right? Yeah. yeah. But it's it's what you're talking about there. Is like she's looking at old movie posters. It, I don't know if they would call that like postmodernism or what. On like where where I think she's really just created her own thing. Like it's hard to describe. Nice. Just like, like you know, illustration. Yeah, I, I don't even know how much of them are illustrations or or photographs or a combination oh, gotcha. of both. Yeah. You know, mixed media. But they are really interesting, and I love that when people just kind of create their own thing. You know, like right. just kind of create their own, no rules. Yeah. Kind of uh, like, yeah. I grasp onto the idea of being lucky. Um, that yeah, that's a huge part of it. I think mm. just thinking about the path that I've taken landed me down here I, I like i grew up in upstate new york right. so i just was like oh, i'm here in fredericksburg virginia and then you know i graduate um and part of it i think is a numbers game too yeah because like i was i just like stayed in the scene mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then eventually yeah those opportunities present themselves so if you're not there to take them yeah then yeah it does seem like you whenever, can't take advantage of the look right right whenever i watch like a documentary or listen to a podcast about like a band or an actor or someone rising to popularity to fame it seems like it's a a series of perfect storms right you know exactly for me i found like i with comedy i i kind of i did well kind of immediately you know or like pretty quickly and um so that was like the first perfect storm, I guess. Yeah. 
but from from there on, it's just been like a game of inches. Like it's just been like well, diminishing returns, maybe. I think it's, it's your, more just like I got experience? that initial hype, and and that's and from there on, I've just kind of had to just take that and slowly build mm-hmm. on that. You know. Well, you if if you're comparing your um your return of like how it supports you financially versus like how it felt to do it in the beginning. Right, right. There's definitely a dis- big disconnect between like taking something that was created you joy, but then trying to use it as your vocation and uh-huh. your job. Right. So that's where like yeah. the conflict I think a lot of people about being an artist comes from. It's like because uh-huh. you got to sustain yourself. Sure. So you got to do something else sometimes. Right. Right. Yeah. Or you got to change the art in order to commercialize. Right. It. Right. Do you do you guys live full time off of music? No. No. Okay. Um, yeah. I come in and out of it depending yeah. on yeah. pandemics and. Right. right. That was the other things. Just I was always a bass player throughout the whole thing, but I've substitute taught. I was oh, an okay. pair. I you know I was a sales associate. Right. Right. But you don't go up to somebody and say, "Hey, I'm I so you know whatever. I'm a yeah. substitute teacher." No. <laughs> um. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I uh, yeah, I've never, I've never like, uh, I've always had to have a day job, and I think I always yeah. will because I would rather choose. I think, and I'm not criticizing anybody, but I, I can't. It's the times that I've tried to like change my stuff to be more commercial or to like you know get in with the comedy clubs or whatever. Like, I don't know, I just can't do it. I, I think, I, I think I would rather. In it, yeah, though, there's even. not that much money. Like, yeah. that's what I see. Like the guys that become road comedians, it's like, yeah, you're doing it full time, but it's like you're compromising it. You're not making very much money. It's yeah. a difficult life, you know, and it's fine if someone wants to to live like that. And there are some great comedians in that world, but um, for me, I, I'm just like, you know what? I'll just have a day job. I'll just find a day job that I like yeah. and just do my shit at night, you mm-hmm. know. I, I'll have. Too. I do have to say though, man, the um, the time that I spent hearing you uh, develop the material that became "Please Like Me" uh-huh. was really awesome. Thank you. Because uh, I heard we were working together. I think I met. I didn't. I don't. I can't remember when I met you, but I found out about you through the digression sessions podcast. Oh, okay, podcast. Yeah, so I started podcast. listening to that podcast, and somehow we met. Uh-huh. And then somehow how we we just I can't remember how it kind of happened, but we started doing shows together. Yeah, yeah. You were doing. I think you were, when you were doing the comedy uh, music shows at Joe Squared. Yeah, I was kind of. I was just interested in comedy for a right. while. I was had been doing music for so long. Then I just found that Baltimore had this. I, I think I'd moved back from New York and found that the Baltimore comedy scene had this organic organic sort of community vibe uh-huh, to it where like right. there was a whole bunch of people that were literally trying to get better at doing their right, craft. Right, yeah. And it, everyone was trying to, of course, make it or whatever, but sure. at the same time they were they were working it out in real time like a mm-hmm. like a jazz musician would. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it was a uh, there were a lot of people who were great, you know, Mark Joyner, mm-hmm. uh, Bonnie Themelis, yeah. um you uh tons yeah. of ca- comic comics that I really was just appreciated them just seeing them over right, and over and over right. again. Uh, I was going out to shows just to see people and I did I did stand up a couple times. Did you really? Oh, wow. um, I didn't know that. Just for just to see what it felt sure. like, you know. Sure. Um, and then I started integrating it with the music that uh-huh. I was playing all the time. But and that, we started seeing how that would work. Right. Right. Uh, but having music, music and comedy, should we stagger it? Should we have it like a comic and then a song, or uh-huh, should, uh-huh. maybe I'll play people off on and off stage? Right. And, right. You know, varying levels of production value mm-hmm. and. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I remember yeah, we should hearing, do it again sometime. Oh, totally. Um, but I remember hearing you work out all the uh, material that ended up being on that record, and that record is really good. Because thank you. In addition to the, all the jokes being really tight, you have a really receptive audience at the Autobar. Right, it right. It's a yeah. great. If you're uh, if your listeners not, have not heard that, please like me. I'm plugging Mike's. Thank you. Comedy I appreciate record. that, Brad. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can find Please Like Me on YouTube and uh, Bandcamp. Right? Bandcamp. Um, I guess that's about it. <laughs> so, is that your? Uh, do you have another record? Is that like that's your uh, record? Well, that's yeah, like that's big one. that's my big one. That's like you did a special uh, though too. But yeah, see, the thing was after that, I decided um, my new thing was going to be I'm going to do a 15 minute mini special every year, and nice. that'll give me incentive to have a solid 15 minutes every year. And uh, but of course. Something came wrong yeah. and had to ruin it. Jimmy. But you did that that one. Uh, I remember seeing the one 
that you opened up for Michael Ian Black, that video. Yeah, yeah. That's a good one. That was Thank almost you. viral, right? <laughs> no, I don't think so. How many views? I don't it know. It was viral. That... Well, the, the thing was, there's two videos. There's my my set, and then and that was like the first big show I had. That was like my the the, the culmination of like my first year okay. was that set. And um, and then the great part was that he came out on, on stage and cussed me out for like yeah. a, a couple minutes. Yeah. Like in a sarcastic way, because he was like, I'm pissed that this guy did well before me kind of joke, mm-hmm. you yeah. know, which was just amazing. Like that was just, that's my, when I want to brag to people, that's what I show on this yeah. video. And it, yeah, and I've actually, you know, kept somewhat in touch with him. I've opened for him again. And uh, he's been on on the, this podcast, and oh yeah, every now and then I text him and, and be like, "Hey, do you want to do this show?" And he's like so polite and nice, you know. Yeah. But he's usually kind of like, "Ah, uh, you know, Where, I guess some other stuff guy? going on." Or is he no. a New York guy? No, he lives in Connecticut. I think he's oh, okay. I think he's tried pretty hard to not to keep it like pretty DIY, you know, like yeah. for someone who who could. I mean, he was up for the running for the Late Late Show at one point, I think. Oh, nice. So I think he's kind of chosen to like keep it a little more, you know, low key. And, and I not. saw him live. Uh, with that trio, um, post the state, and he had a he had this act called that eventually was a show, and I saw them. It's like something like a bird related. They were all wearing suits, and they were like the the, the bit was that they they were like these serious city guys. Oh, oh, is this uh, topics? Is that uh, no? It's him, oh, David okay. Wayne, and the other Michael Flight uh, of the Condors Show Alters oh, okay. no they were called they had a show for like yeah they had it, uh, Michael and Michael have issues it was another one of them they had so <laughs> many projects anyway I just saw that that show live one time uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, it was good I can't remember what it was called at the moment anyway yeah uh, have you ever listened to the uh, the uh, defunct topics podcast with with uh, Michael and Michael oh, oh my god it good? is I, I'm always trying every time I talk to him I try to convince them to bring it back and I'm hopefully secretly being, you know, hoping he'll be like, well, you know, I could use we a new a co-host. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because apparently Michael Showalter like moved to L.A. and doesn't want to do it anymore. But it's mm. the most amazing, brilliant podcast. And it's like kind of hard to find now for some reason. It's like, uh, you know, I think they just don't really keep up with with keeping it on, the, on all the streaming services. But uh, it's like them in full character pretending to be comedians discussing serious issues. Yes, yes. You that was I mean? kind of the vibe of the right, that one. Right. Stella. Yeah, that's Stella. what I'm talking yeah, about. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's it's just hilarious. Well, I think um, we've discovered something in the in, in this analysis that is sort of part of our theme. Those guys, they just keep making stuff. Right. They keep mm-hmm. at it. Mm-hmm. They've had some successful things right. and some yeah. non successful Yeah, I, I've gotten to the point where it's just like, I'm just going to create what I want to create. Yeah. I mean, if something comes along, then maybe I'll, I'll shift a little bit if it calls for it. You know, like we had the radio shows, like, all right, this isn't exactly like my kind of humor or whatever, but like it's, it's a good, it's cool enough that I'll, you know, I, I'd be happy to, to kind of like, you know, kind of, kind of, uh, go in that direction. Um, but yeah, generally I'm I'm just to the point where I'm just like I'm just going to make what I make and some of it'll hit, some of it won't, whatever, you know. There there's one piece of advice that I've heard my heroes say that if I if anyone is listening or if anyone has any is looking for anything of value from me at the moment and it's the advice just to not give up. Yeah, yeah. Because that's, th- that's a 100% route to failure if right. you if you just stop doing it. You're never right. going to make it if you give up. Yeah. But I've heard like I heard Dave Holland just say that to me personally. I heard uh, John Schofield say that to me personally. Um, and and uh, Wayne Krantz, one of my heroes, just nice. like, uh, he put it like, the only thing I can give as a teacher is the inspiration to keep doing it. Right, right, yeah. Uh, I yeah, that's it. When people like ask me for advice with comedy or whatever, like that is the main thing, is like just go to many open mics, just do it, do it, do it. I can't tell you what you should do is creatively, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, you have to discover that for yourself, you know? Um, all right, let's read one last confession here. Uh, let's see, this is from Vince Conaway, Lorraine, Ohio. I went full-time in March 2002. I'm not starving, but for me it was the realization on 9-11 that the safe, quote-unquote, insecure, quote-unquote, options were a matter of sacrificing joy for a mere illusion that could be shattered at any time. So, another creative journey birthed from tragedy there. Hmm. This time... That's a theme. 
Right. Yeah. Is that does that ring true for any? I, like for me, it it is. I kind of the tragedy was like just realizing that I was like almost thirty and didn't do any of the things that I wanted to do with my youthful years. I mean, I, I guess I did some, but as far as create creativity, I was like. You know, I, I just, I had never, I just put them off and put them off and put them off. And, uh, and that was like really depressing. Like I had like kind of a breakdown, you know, like maybe like a quarter or third life crisis. Ian, and, uh, Ian used to have that joke all the time. Quarter life crisis. Oh yeah. 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 Where he's like, uh, Ian sailors. Yeah. He's like, that's being kind of generous. <laughs> he's like, yeah. Uh, wait, what are, what are the sailors? Isn't that his last name? Oh, Sal- 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 sorry. I thought yeah. you said, and the sailors. Sa- sail- like, as though there's, there's a sailor's S-A-Y-L-E-R, if I can... Yeah, also right. a former guest and great comedian. Yeah. Um, but did, did you guys have that at all? Like, is there tragedy in your story that's prompted you? Um, I think mine would be more just, like, having an idea of what I wanted. Uh-huh. You know, um, and that is, I'm not, like, looking to be famous or... Sure. I'm just happy to keep creating right as long right. as i can so mm-hmm. i'm gonna keep on doing that and yeah yeah uh and it, it might be like this you know movies and all the books reading you know fantasy mm-hmm. fairy tale like right, happy right. endings type things is like yeah For, yeah definitely stuck in my brain so it's like yeah i can be whatever i right, want to be right. sure, <laughs> like, sure. and that's what you're told growing up and yeah. everything so like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna do it awesome. <laughs> and we'll see what happens so. <laughs> yeah no i think it's great it's yeah for me it's like i've lived the life like i just said i've I lived the life of putting off knowing what i need to be doing with my life and that mm-hmm. is a trash that is a tragedy you know people that do that you know and you see a lot of people like for me especially like you know with like working in the restaurant industry and, and yeah. uh like i've seen so many people just put off their dreams year after year usually supplement it with lots of alcohol Mm-hmm. And and you know I, I literally see people say they're going to do something for like two decades in a row and not do it, and that to me is a tragic right. thing. And and people don't take that seriously enough, you know. Like there's certain things in life I think that we just have to do, and it sucks not doing them. And you know, for me, it's like it's a huge, huge weight off my shoulder knowing that I've at least taken a stab at some of them. You know what I mean? Sure. What do you think, Brad? Yeah, I mean. I agree with you. I, when I think about like, for example, you had a couple of episodes back on the confessional of like the, of philosophy was a topic, right? Uh-huh, yeah. What is, you know, what is your meaning of life? Right. You know, what is music? What is art? What is creativity? Well, a short answer for me, from me, of that question is it's relief from your reality. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So if your reality is brutality, if your reality is violence or sickness or what, it, if your reality is harsh for whatever mm-hmm. reason, music, art, entertainment is relief from that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you're able to give that to other people. Sometimes you're only able to give it sure. to yourself. Sure. You know, that's so what you're talking about is like your, your meaning is that you can do the thing that you feel you want to, it to exist in the world. Mm-hmm. Like you feel this thing and you want to share it with people. And the act of doing that is relief for you. Right. Right. Same, I feel that same thing, you know, like mm-hmm. the the spirit of creating the the ideas that I have, getting them out makes my life. It gives me relief Absolutely. from Absolutely. from whatever the realities are. Even like our bodies create some sort of like harsh reality. We sure. have to we have to exist in our body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And like we need to eat. Yeah, we need music to is one of those things cold, that makes me know? feel like I'm more than flesh and bone. And yeah, you I'm, transcend you know, like a spiritual kind of yeah. Same thing with laughing. You know. Laughing is right, such yeah. a relief from yeah, life. yeah. That's what I that's what I love about comedy too. Is like I always remind myself, like no matter what's going on, like when I'm having all sorts of thoughts of like I'm way too old to be trying doing this and not making money, and I'm, I'm yeah. you know, there's there's laugh. plenty of people better than me, and everything's been done anyway. And then I remember like the, the, your job is just to relieve people from their pain. Right. For a few seconds at Here a time. And now. Yeah. 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 It's like that's that's a pretty fucking awesome thing to be able to do, you know? Totally. Like like to get like when someone's laughing, I'm pretty confident that they're experiencing real joy, you know. Yeah, you're Unless also, they're fake laughing. You're also like experiencing it at the same time. Right, right. Together. There's something with uh like theater with with music that people who exist in the same space, mm-hmm. they can do it through technology too, but in the live setting. Yeah. That's the deepest truth that I can experience right, right. with other human beings at the same time. Yeah, definitely. Like, definitely. I felt it. 
mm-hmm. where I have controlled the way people's brains have functioned. Yeah, yeah. In reality, like if everyone is with me mm-hmm. together, moving and experiencing the sound waves at the same time, I can manipulate it. Right. I can, I can like when I play this sound or that mm-hmm. sound, if I, if I go to another key, if I hit this one note, if I sustain the note longer, I, everyone is with me mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. feel it too. And they're, they're manipulating the matter or the, the material mm-hmm. and responding to it. And if I look over at you and you're like, okay, like there can be this large experience with that. Sure. You know, mm-hmm. like with improvisation, I feel that in, in a, in, in, in the immediate sense, but then there's also like composition where you write a song and people are so glad that you played it for them. Right. There's that too, the, the fulfillment of expectation. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, there's all sorts of, uh, you know, that's what I like about R2 is like there's no one game in town, you know. Like I really can't tell anybody how to do it or not do it, you know. It's like uh, just create the way you want to create. Yeah. You know? All right, guys. Well, this has been an excellent episode. Any final yeah. thoughts you want to uh, oh, thank get out? Thank you. For? This is great. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> thank you. Come back I, would, I would say to any other of the confessional listeners, maybe your regular listeners or new listeners, to check out the uh, Marty Friedman episode. Oh, yes. I like Megadeth. Yeah. Oh, but we weren't allowed to say Megadeth on the episode for some oh, reason. Oh, interesting. <laughs> nice. Well, he asked us not to. I don't know what Maybe, the, the Well, I understand. Exactly. I understand that. He's got... His story is He's very a great unique. dude, though. Yeah. You know, he's like a famous star in Japan now. Like, That's it. Like I mean, a he, big famous... Huge, you know, like, like Ryan Seacrest style. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. That episode, the Chris Lawrence <laughs> episode I really liked, which the uh, Matt Pinfield episode was really oh, good. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. There's lots of good ones over there. Appreciate that, Brad. Yeah. Well, all right, guys. This has uh, been a great episode. One more time, uh, Brad Gunson and yeah. Joanna Smith. Find them on the internet. If you live in <laughs> around Fredericksburg, go see them at the dinner theater. And uh, other than that, I will just say thank you. Oh, let me plug all one right. more thing. Sure. I hate to. Absolutely. I put out four records this year. I wow. put out. They're all on Bandcamp. So just bradgunson.bandcamp.com. All right. Um, awesome. We're gonna we're gonna record something this weekend, and I'll put it out within the next couple of weeks. Too. Oh, great! So that's f- stuff that's free that you can sure. check out. You mm-hmm. know? Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. Thank you, Jimmy, and we will see everyone next time on the confession. <laughs>